0: Hello again everybody! My name is Mike Cisneros and you're listening to and watching Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. We'd like to welcome everybody that has joined us on Periscope here at about 8.01 Eastern Standard Time in the East Coast, 5.01 Pacific Standard Time in the West. Uh, I'm joined tonight, uh, as always, by our blogger extraordinaire, the man who is from everywhere and nowhere, the man who is synonymous with anonymous the gnarly gnome gnome welcome back to the brewcast thank you very much cheers everybody and uh on my right uh the queen of cincinnati craft beer commentary late of the overlook lodge mixing your delicious cocktails including the garden maze folks do not sleep on the garden maze please welcome tina cisneros tina ahoy ahoy
1: Ahoy, ahoy. and also ciao i'm learning italian
0: Ciao. Ciao, Bella. (laughs) Ciao. Hey, Bella. And to my extreme far right is our social media director tonight. She'll be handling all of our uh, tweets at Cincy Brewcast. She will be checking in on Untapped. I certainly hope. Uh, She will also be checking in uh, via Facebook. Send us some questions uh, either on Periscope uh, or you can send us questions uh, at Cincy Brewcast on Twitter. Uh, Angie Cisneros, the social media director of Cincy Brewcast. What's happening?
1: Hey, you talked me up quite a lot. Well, you, that, I that, don't do all that, that much. That means that means you've
0: got a lot to deliver on. So we're, we we have high expectations for you. Okay. And tonight we we back on uh, back about the beginning of November. Uh, one of our guests, Steve Shaw from Valley Vineyards. Steve, good evening. Good evening. How are you? And of course, Valley Vineyards is a Cellar Dweller, which is actually you're that you're the brewer. So it's Cellar Dweller, but Valley Vineyards. it's kind of in the basement i guess right so we're right in the cellar uh invited me and gnarly gnome got to go but invited me on the night before thanksgiving unfortunately i had something to do well not unfortunately it was a family thing but uh, i couldn't wow in whatever in whatever whatever respect you want to put it i couldn't attend but he had a brewer's round table and he was so graciously invited myself the the cincy brewcast team and of course the uh, gnarly gnome went and uh i wanted to kind of replicate that well we couldn't get Five or six or eight brewers here, but we have Steve, and we also have Eric Bosler, the brewer for Darkness Brewing in Bellevue, Bellevue, Kentucky. And welcome to you. This is the second time you've been yeah, on. Welcome so Welcome back. back. Thank you. Uh, you. You join uh, you join uh, uh, Brett uh, Brett Coleman Baker from Urban Artifact, and uh, Evan Rouse from Braxton, and uh, and one or two other. Guys. I can't remember. Have to take it off the top of my head. Is return visitors so we'd like to welcome you thanks for coming back and, and joining us thank you so what we wanted to have was i call i wanted to call it brewer's bitch session uh, uh <laughs> and don't do they, and, do and if we yeah, don't get me started <laughs> if we had to if you know if we had and we've got two brewers here so we'll let them bitch all they want um about all sorts of things craft beer related but we want to get to we want to get to know because darkness of course you guys are getting ready to come online
2: yeah, hopefully in the next uh, couple months.
0: And of course, you guys have been cellar dweller. Steve have been for
3: It'll be four years this February. Yeah.
0: So so, um, hmm. gosh, you mean when we went out there that time? Then we really were only, they really only had. Been, you guys it feels have really like, only been. It open. feels like so much longer. Yeah, uh, just a very I don't short you time. Remember? Uh, and lots of news from you guys. So and both from both of you. So we'll get to that. Uh, we always like to taste. First and ask questions later, so <laughs> so makes us sound better. <laughs> without without any further ado, let's root around and see what we can pull
1: from the beer fridge.
0: And and Eric brought us uh, it's an IP, I, IPA from it's Darkness. Our, yeah, it's our Black uh, IPA. Yeah, yeah What yeah, do yeah. you guys call that one?
2: Um Right now, I think we're calling it the um, <coughs> Hop Hophead Nebula, but uh we're not. We're not married to names just yet, so.
0: And then Steve, you brought. I mean, we could. We, we should have invited more people because <laughs> we got, we've got yeah. we've got a huge amount of stuff from you guys, and uh, uh, we have the Hopewells. Uh, is it Imperial Stout? It's oatmeal an oatmeal yeah. milk. Oatmeal milk. Oh, oh god! You can't, I cannot <laughs> believe that. Can we open one of those? Oh, go ahead. So let's get the IPA. Uh, From for the Black IPA, the Hophead Nebula from Darkness, the Hopewell's oatmeal milk stout, and then you have another you have a couple of growlers.
1: Yeah,
3: I brought um I brought three growlers with us. Um, I brought our Bigfoot Run, which is a double IPA, um, the Blueberry Gozo, and our
4: Christmas
0: Ale. Let's do the let's do the Christmas Ale, and then you also brought. <laughs> 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 that must be Sorry. the oatmeal stout. It's <laughs> yeah. <That's> heavy, huh? <laughs> extra heavy. Put it by me. <laughs> I'll drink it. Uh, which uh, which which growler is the Christmas one there? Uh, um, Steve?
2: Do you, you know
3: I didn't mark them. It's oh. the stainless steel one is the double IPA, and then the other two we'll just have to yeah. grab we, one. We'll just grab yeah. that one. And we'll see what that is. Cuz The you can goes smell. Goes it, like yeah. I guarantee you'll know which one it is.
0: And then. Uh, then, Steve, you guys also at Cellar Dweller just started packaging, and your packaging dropped last week. Correct. Um,
3: last week we dropped our Blondale, which is uh, Cellar Blues. This week we dropped the uh, Jeremiah's, which is our IPA. And um, later on Thursday, I'm thinking Thursday of this week, we'll
0: drop our Session IPA,
3: which is DITS.
0: So we've got and we've got two of those. If you follow us on uh, Etsancy, uh, Brewcast, Ets- Etsancy Brewcast on Facebook, we've got pictures of all the stuff up there. So let's. uh, Well, it's uh, a good
5: thing that uh, Noam has a bottle cap on his or a bottle opener on his hat, because
1: you must have misplaced ours, (laughs) the studio one.
0: The the bottle opener should. I've got one right here. It should be, yeah, it should should have been, oh well. We're covered.
4: What kind of drinking podcast are we if we don't have bottle openers all over everything? I don't know. They should just be on our microphones.
1: (laughs) I don't know.
0: There we go. So Eric's handling the. uh, Is it double cap? for (laughs) you. Eric's handling the, the job of, of opening the milk stout and and tell us a little bit about this one, Steve.
3: Um, the Hopewell name comes from our um we have the Hopewell Indians were big in our region there and we have a couple of the mounds on our on our vineyard on the property in the farm, so that's where the name comes from. Um, this beer is one of the ones I brought from my home brewing side to the professional side. Um, it was always one of my favorites to brew, and um, it's it's a seven and a half percent oatmeal milk stout. Um. Get the co- coffee, chocolate forward. It's one of my favorites that we make, actually.
1: Awesome. We're uh, going through some pouring right now.
0: Hey, everybody got Now I just did
4: something Does wrong. Does everybody have one? I do not.
1: I don't either. Give oh. another a, glass. I, I passed. I to put my
4: mouth in. Yeah, here's another one.
1: <laughs> I'm stressed. I know. This is stressing <laughs> me out. It's chaos. <laughs>
0: Why don't we have
1: the stuff on the table like we always do? What are you talking about? It wasn't like prepared.
0: I don't know. Maybe Go somebody ahead. didn't come up here and help me prepare. Good I answer. I was I was pretty busy, you know, doing up some other stuff. So
4: definitely get some chocolate. Mm,
2: that's good.
3: Thank you. We just did um, we just also just did a version of this beer that um we infused with cherries and we're aging it in um, four roses barrels.
0: Man, that's gonna be good because this is really good. That's awesome, um, chocolate. I love
5: it.
4: And yeah, I think so- and the bombers of this are what like five ninety nine five ninety nine, like which to wow. me I you know I just want to give people a hats off when they sell something that's not you know fifteen dollars for twenty two ounces.
0: Um, sell her this yeah for for. Oh yeah, it'll sell her well. Yeah. I also, I've been getting a lot of even i don't know maybe it's just condition. i've been getting a lot of oak when i when i even taste stuff that's not barrel aged so is that is that part of the um the the, the 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 roast on the malt that i'm tasting uh because it really seems to me like it's it, a lot of these uh darker beers that are coming out these stouts and the, 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 that a lot of the craft beer guys are doing have a woody oaky undertone even when they're not even even when they've not been aged in the barrel is that
2: yeah i'd go with the excuse me the roast on the malts it's kind of dry too in the finish not too sweet right uh which kind of gives you that same sort of concept of especially when you think of a bourbon barrel and you know they're charred and dry especially if you lick them if you've ever licked one (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that i've ever licked one in a good way that sounds bad but how do you get your tongue inside there yeah. Oh, Well, you gotta have, uh, excuse,
4: excuse me. Excuse me. me. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a delay. I was but gonna, this is the internet. I was so gonna make a bunghole joke, but uh, I guess no, no, I, was, I just was just curious. Just... I mean, oh, you had to. <laughs> said I was going to make the joke. I didn't make the joke. I wasn't going there. I was just yeah. thinking of how far you had to get into
3: that barrel yeah, to get yeah, to yeah. the roasted side.
2: I like that very much. It it's not too strong either. I like No, it's not oil. too
0: strong. I like. I like it. it, it it's got a sweetness across the palate, but then it's dry on the finish, mm-hmm. which I think is really is really nice. So, um, I kind of prefer
3: that with the stouts, especially your sweet stouts, where they don't linger around. The sweetness doesn't yeah. stay with you. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: A little bit more because um, um, Jeff Gra- Jeff Graf put out a, a, a um, Revenge of the Tsar. Is that what it was called? His his uh, Russian imperial Wrath of the Tsar. Wrath of the Tsar. And um, and 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 so it's a little. This is a little bit more um, uh, bitter. A little more hot. More hop. Then I would think your then I believe your typical oatmeal slash milk stout has uh, is that by design just to make it a, l- a little bit more.
3: Yeah, I was trying to counter that sweetness a little more, trying to break that off of it. So it's it's about thirty thirty five IBUs. So that that was that was my goal going forward is I wanted to break that sweetness up a little bit.
4: Yeah, it it, it comes it's real drinkable to me too. Oh, yeah. you know, some of those oatmeal stouts are so kind of heavy and thick mm-hmm. and stuff. You just kind of want to sip on it all day. And this. I think this is going down a little quicker than. And that's something <laughs> me. Is,
3: myself as a brewer. I, I, you know, we don't always aim for those big, high. Right. You know, we're more of the sessionable. You know, I, when we sit down to drink a beer, I want to drink two four three, or five. Game. You
2: know. <laughs> six. Eight, yeah. That. Twelve. Um, yeah, and Be absolutely. able to walk afterwards.
0: Um, so yeah, and and contrary to a lot of the stouts, milk. Russian you know otherwise used to seven percent right seven right. seven and a half percent yep. and that's really small these days for anything that a lot of these brewers are doing that that's really dark and stout's not supposed to be a high ABV style I mean Guinness is only what you know four. three and a half percent yeah. or four, yeah. 4, yeah.
4: 4 yeah. percent you know? it's it's fun to see the the ranges that you can kind of throw into a stout you know you can have those those real light kind of guinnessy stouts and then some of the big you know we talk about the the wrath of the czar the czar and it's you know, it that's a big oh yeah heavy yeah you know the axis monday is it over I 10 and so. axis monday's or at over at 10, 10. To, yeah.
0: um great we love that we'll pass that around as we keep going uh let's try the black ipa the right. hop head nebula mm-hmm. from darkness brewing in bellevue and uh, we'll, uh, oh, uh yes that's a good sign <laughs> to get open it up and <laughs> up. yeah, and again we've had we 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 had a homebrewers month last uh, month around this time uh, we had a home brewer's down, month uh, last month, and both of you guys come from home brewing mm-hmm. um, it's it's really the ultimate sort of proving ground what, what you know what made you guys both decide you wanted to go pro? We may have talked about this before, Eric, but
2: a little bit <clears throat> most of it for us um was the, our our friends for kind of the short end of the story? Short story is everyone said we like what you make. You should, why don't you why don't you sell it? That was the question. And then of course all the first answers were it's too hard, it's complicated. And then through the years, are, we, are you ready to start yeah. paying for it? Yeah, I mean, we well, already That was, jobs. There, was money as well. So <laughs> we already just, have jobs that are okay. You know? And then uh, but I've always I mean my background's in the bar business, and I've always loved beer and. Uh, Thought it was uh, before it got too late. Before I turned forty, I wanted to try at least give it a shot and see how it went. And uh, so it was mostly just encouragement, and then was savings, and then things have sort of progressed
0: to where they are. You get it. You get it all with this bad boy. You get you get the you get the roast of the malt on the aroma. You get the uh, little fruity fruity of the of the hops. Of the hops. Yeah. yeah.
2: That is that great i love it thank you it's uh uh it's seven a, a variety of seven hops i i, I personally am not a <sighs> giant bitter it's good ipa it guy solid i uh i like to try to play with the flavoring of, i'm much more likely to put all the hops in at the end than in the beginning right uh, this one it's a uh, mosaic simcoe and amarillo in the dry hop uh, and then uh I would have to look. I think there's some Willamette and Centennial in the end and the finishing hops, but uh, it's just essentially... Such a silky, smooth yeah, finish on you. this.
0: Thank you. I mean, there's, you know, um, ma'am, I think you really enjoy this.
2: Well, I could, my wife likes it and she hates IPAs, so I don't know if that yeah. means it's a good IPA or <laughs> not. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> and this one comes in right around 7% is where it sits, so it's... It'll not get you not if you sessionable, but yeah. you know, but you exactly. can
0: have like we were talking about a couple or three. And, Anything and, and sessionable if you yeah. put your mind. To well, it. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, remember, I yeah. remember the one Sunday afternoon I sessioned Citra High over at Mad Tree, so um, yeah, <laughs> went to bed at four. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've done that same thing.
0: Man, that is just terrific. So, thank you. How cl- so? How close are you guys?
2: Um, we are right now smack dab in the middle of the construction that we were. Um, We were prepared for, but not sure. We ended up having to go uh, handicap accessible bathrooms, and we had we just actually just few days ago have a new door cut in the side of the building. So we're right in the middle of all that. Um, Once all the once that gets wrapped up, which is also including hooking up some of our equipment for brewing with the electric and water. So uh, once we get that done, then it's just the three four week process to get the beers made and carbonated and kegged, and then we can open the doors and it's
0: exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's open one of those mystery, uh, cellar dweller growlers and see (laughs) what, see what, see what comes out there. You've got one closest to you there. Steve, tell us how you sort of transition. Was it sort of the same? Well, obviously, because you didn't open cellar dweller or Valley vineyards, Valley vineyards has been there for what? 30, 30 or 40 years as a winery. Yeah,
3: 45 years.
0: Um, Yeah. So, so how, what was
3: the, um, I'm, I'm a family member too. So, um, okay. I I was a home brewer for about 10 years and, um, it was something I really took, I I really enjoyed and it it was a passion that just took, took me over. And, um, I was self-employed, had my own business and it was, it was, you know, I had about 20 guys working for me at the time and it was just something I wasn't having fun doing. And I always remember my dad always telling me that, you know, when you, when you, when you work, it should be fun because when you go to work, you know, you don't want to feel like you're working all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um it's a third of your life. Right. Yeah. So I mean it was just something that I wanted to do and um it was it was something that me and my nephew, you know, we, we talked about a lot. We um we kinda of talked to my brother in law and sister who are the owners of Valley Vineyards and we kinda of worked it in there and um my brother in law decided to let us let us go in small, see how it worked, see how it took over with the uh the existing business format and it, it took off well. It it did really well. So we just kinda of then at that point jumped in with, you know, both feet, both arms and took off so
0: I I think it's just a I mean some people do it by design Uh, sounds like you guys have done it maybe by accident or sort of a sort of a happy accident or whatever but to put a winery together with a brewery then you've got something for everybody Um, you know you know I think more people like beer than wine but people do like to do the winery tour type thing and stuff and you, know, you me, know, maybe a guy walks in there and he's not feeling wine that day and he can get a beer. And you guys have, hell, you guys have, what, any, any time you have eight or nine or ten sometimes on, uh, on,
3: on tap? We have, we have ten full-time taps. Um, we have, you know, rotating bottle sales in the, in the, in the tasting room. Um, we have 19 wines on tap, or not on tap, but in the bottles, um, at, you know, at any given time. And, you know, in our dinners, you know, that's something that a lot of people don't know. You know, our dinners, we, you know, we bring in four to 500 people a night for our dinners on Friday and Saturday nights. Um, on Thursday nights, we do a music night, and we just hired a new executive chef, and we're going to start doing monthly beer pairing dinners. You know, to go along with everything. Also. You do
0: a lot of really cool stuff with uh, with one of the canoe liveries too. You have yeah. a uh, like a booze and cruise type of yeah, we, uh, uh, little canoe five mile canoe trip, and then afterwards you stop it there for a, for beer or wine yeah, and, and the uh, and and the dinner. It's still the make it yourself that you you grill the steak or the chicken right. or whatever. You grill your own steak and right. some more
3: salmon, and then the rest everything you know your 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 salad and your vegetables and everything are on a buffet style line. Um, then we have an all you can eat you know dessert buffet
0: that's something it, that we've meant to do for years and we've
4: just not a, been able to get get out there. You know, we we've, we've talked a few times about these places creating destinations and I think Mount Carmel's trying to do it and you've got, you know, an old firehouse that does it really well and you know these places that aren't smack in the middle of of this this beer scene whatever you want to call it that are you know you have to give people a reason to come out there and I think it's so neat like it it, it kind of worked the other the weather way around right. you know it was this place and then it was like oh we could, you know, we could do this. We could do beer, you know. There's everybody around here is drinking beer. I'm drinking beer, and we're bringing other people's beer in here for me to drink. Why don't we just? And that's what we were doing for a see, while, yeah. bringing other beers in. And then i um, you know,
3: it was my brother-in-law, every family event, everything he was coming to, you know, I'd always have beer on tap, and he'd come in, and he would be like, oh, you know, and then hey, it's getting better, it's getting better, <laughs> and finally, you know, I think that was when he kind of looked at me, he's like, hey, I think we could do this, um, you know. And, and in the summer, we have um, we have an outdoor fire pit, so you can come in, sit by the fire, uh, we have. Cornhole board set up outside. You know, Jenga. We we try to make it a destination where you come in, do your it's, dinner, hang out. It's a great drive
0: out Mon- out Montgomery Road, out Route twenty two and three. It, it it it's a it's a beautiful little drive out there. It's not as far as people think it is. We're Ten and minutes to Kings Island, and it's a beautiful setting. The the, the, the uh, winery, you know, the, the, the clubhouse or the, the farmhouse, whatever, is beautiful, and you know, the fields are around, and there's, and there's plenty of space out there. There's outdoor space. There's indoor space. You guys have banquet space, too. Correct. Um, so it's... Yeah, you guys are you guys are real solid. It's a real solid destination and and, and uh, Cincinnati's lucky to have it. So you know, and I think
3: it, we're kinda hidden we're you know, the brewery side's kind of a hidden thing right now. And a lot of people that I you know, we get out and talking to people and they really don't realize that cellar dweller is part of Valley Vineyards. And then um, you know, once that gets out I think it's gonna even help us more. You know, I, I, daily I run into people, Oh, you know, we
0: we've heard of Cellar Dweller but what we didn't know it was Valley Vineyards. Now what did we have here? We passed around, it, it didn't look didn't taste like winter or Christmas ale. It's it's more pale, it's more um, may I get a little taste?
3: Yeah, that that's our it's our Christmas ale. It's not your standard Christmas ale. Um it's not as spiced. You know, a lot of the Christmas ales I believe you get are potpourri. Um
4: Yep. Yeah, this is cinnamon ginger forward.
2: I don't know if you got any.
4: Yeah, it's a neat take on a Christmas ale, you know. It,
2: oh, yeah. Slight in the nose there.
4: But again, something I could drink a few of, you know, some of those huh? big spicy, you know, you said potpourri, you know, they, you, can't, oh, you can't drink too many of those before it starts to kind of just sit really heavy <laughs> on the, in the stomach. So this.
2: Well, and the trend seems to be, again, high alcohol on the winter ones right. as well. So it's heavy and it's full of all those spices that just sort of personally they just kind of kill my palate. I just don't want to do. I just want to drink water after that. Right. Yeah, you I know... kind
5: of agree. I don't really I don't love the like super spicy anything Christmas mm-hmm. ales um, uh, winter pumpkin ales I don't really love anything so when we get like a really nice Christmas ale that's not super like in your face with the spices mm-hmm. I really appreciate it
3: you know I'm kind of brewer I, I, I don't like guidelines I don't like having to brew to guidelines um, I think that makes us stagnant as brewers at times mm-hmm. um, you know everybody's trying to brew a beer to a style or straight to a guideline and you know I like brewing those beers that are beers that I enjoy and that I hope the other people that are buying them you know are enjoying them too you know, I don't necessarily brew everything to a
0: guideline, and you'll right. notice that across our board. Well, and I was guilty of that. I'm like, this is not a Christmas ale, and then you're like, well, yes, this is it. This is exactly what <laughs> it is. You know, and it's not <laughs> and, you know, your typical Christmas ale. and that's well, well, and then once I drank the second sort of mouthful after drinking the first mouthful and I started drinking the second mouthful, I get it because what it – reminded me of which i just had one the other day and which is one of my all-time favorites is samuel smith's winter warmer right and that's what it's that and now i'm like oh okay now i now i get it now i now i kind of understood what what the what the what the idea behind it was am i wrong about that no you're
3: exactly right i mean that's the same that's kind of that theory i just didn't you know we weren't shooting for that big overpowering and the color too is nice right yeah and I do. I call them a potpourri. You know, it smells like potpourri. Uh-huh. A lot of them, not all of them. But...
0: Excellent. That's Three good. outstanding beers, <laughs> and we've got a lot more. We're going to come back with uh, Eric Bosler and, from uh, Darkness Brewing in Bellevue and Steve Shaw, the uh, head brewer at uh, Cellar Dweller Valley Vineyards out in Morrow. Uh, right after this, you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches, using just three additional natural ingredients peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour, so you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymont, and Oak Hill School Districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with a red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg, and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brew House in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brew House Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brew House Dog Bones.
5: Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette from Blank Slate Brewing in Cincinnati, and you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft.
0: Hi, this is Evan Rouse from Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. You are listening to Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. <laughs> Back here with Steve Shaw from Stellar, Cellar Dweller and <laughs> Eric Mosler from Darkness Brewing, and um, and so it begins. And so it begins.
3: Yes. It's only three beers in. <laughs> we well, need some more.
0: <laughs> I may, I may pronounce your name several different ways tonight, but it's you know.
1: allowed.
0: So let's let's have a bitch session, guys. Let's find out what uh, you know. What's what's some of the stuff that's uh, on. To- steve you're just talking about you you had a phone call or something from one of the distributors uh (laughs) i don't want to put you on the spot or anything but and i mean
3: i think every brewer you know and you know the the distribution it's something it's a necessary evil it's like um you know none of us want to do it Mm -hmm. um but you have to you know Mm so it's you know my thing is is that beer, once it's made, it's kind of like, it's, it's your kid, it's your baby, you know, and then you're handing it out to somebody else and, and you're they're treating gonna it, happen and they're treating it the same way. So it's just, you know,
2: you know, there's no problem. I don't have any problems with distribution and, you know, well, our side of the river is a lot, it's a lot different. And, uh, so we have to have one, but, uh, we're not planning on distributing, but, to your point, we know, we're, you know, once we grow, we're going to distribute. Right. And, uh, and it's, you can just kind of got to pick the best one. And,
3: Right, yeah. and we self-distributed for the first four, you know, just until this past <coughs> month um, locally. Uh, um, we've we've always distributed with the distributor in Columbus, uh, which is Seventeenth Star. Um, they were just actually they merged with uh, Cleveland Beverage Distributors, and with that network, they moved south. Um, Brew Kettle they picked up Brew Kettle for, you know, the Cincinnati, um, I guess the Hamilton and Butler counties. Uh, so you know that tied us in with a, a you know another good brewery to come in with. So um, and it, you know to hit the ground running with our packaging, we really wanted to hit that full speed, you know, and that's something that's um, we're working through now, and I think you know it's just working out the hiccups, and I think everything's going to be going good. So it's something we're looking forward to. We're looking for growth with them also.
0: And, and how is how has the bottling bottling been going for you guys? And why would you know the can, cans are sort of of the vogue now? We did have some discussion about a month month and a half ago actually when Braxton went online with their canning um, that that the news came out a couple of days before they were they were ready to announce that some of the can manufacturers were no longer going to serve the craft beer industry so was that something that you knew was coming up on the horizon that you thought maybe we better stick with with bottles or
3: with our situation we're just we're smaller you know we're brewing 10 barrel batches so for us to be you know make it economical for us to buy cans you have to buy truckloads at a time okay <coughs> so for us it just wasn't economical to go cans um we were already set up partially with the wine side um you know mm-hmm. we got a labeler bottle labeler and everything so we really just needed to add the filler to the to the line so you know that 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 was our reason to go with it you know i, I Makes pre- sense
2: yeah, yeah. It's, know, there, you know, there
4: is still something about and whether it, it actually makes any kind of difference or not about the feel of a bottle, I mean, I you know, I, yeah, there's I, a lot of perception. I, I'd, I'd cans love, I love cans, but you know, there still is, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about something like this Hopewells wells that maybe you do want to you know throw it in a settler for a little while. You know, it's put it in a bottle.
0: I just like that little that long neck, that little yeah. neck, and you're kind of tipping it, you know, <laughs> and you've, when you're you know, and you're really gonna kick one back, you know, and and you really just grab it like that. You can't do that with a can. No, no, you cannot just. Fire one down, (laughs) if you will, with with a can. As far as I'm concerned, they don't make you as tough in bar fights either. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. (laughs) That's true, man. You can't, you can't cut. Well, yeah, you could, but it'd be awful tough to cut some guy's jugular open with a with a a jagged beer can. That's for
4: you. You clunk him over the side of the head with a growler. There you go. Um, That's how the gnome rolls.
0: It's great that we've got somebody doing business in Kentucky and somebody doing business in Ohio because Ohio has been having difficulty passing what's called House Bill sixty, the increase in alcohol by volume content for beers both produced and sold in the state of Ohio. Stuck on twelve in Kentucky, it's is it over is it over twenty? Um,
2: excuse me, uh, it's I I should know. I feel like I should know it's, that answer. It, well, it's well over I think twelve. I'm uh, thinking it's. It's to a point where I don't think it's an issue to know. I think, it's, I think know. it's twenty something. I think, yeah. which without trying, we can't get that high. Without really trying, <laughs> right? So, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, with, if, if I've actually spoken with someone from ABC and part of our processes and uh, of all the rules and things, that was none of that was ever mentioned. But uh, that's one of those. So we'll make, we'll make a phone call before we try to do 20%. <laughs> Can we do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. An
0: issue for you guys? I mean, I think you mentioned earlier that you're not one that really likes to brew great big beers, and we've heard it actually from quite a few of the brewers that we've talked to in the past about this that it's not really that big of an issue for them.
3: You know, it it wouldn't affect us much, I don't think. You know, we might do one a year or something like that that would just be— you know, something different for us to do, throwing a, bar- a barrel or something. But, you know, on our day-to-day business, I don't think it's going to make any effect for us. It's, and plus, how many people are going to go drinking those beers in a form, you know?
4: It's interesting to me, though, especially with you guys. Having the winery, you know, over here on this side of their building, they can create a beverage that is 18%, whatever they want it to be, you know. But over here, the the beer side, they're not allowed to. It's just it, – it's it's not – to me, it's not the. It's you can just the the freedom to be able to you know we talked I agree about with kind you of the that, law. I mean, the law that needs experimentation to be a of a brewer. You know, if you want to do it, you
2: can. Well, I what mean, if you put it in a barrel and it comes out at twelve point five? Right. Well, yeah, and then who? you're half a percent over and you're and diluting it. it and then dump, I, well, then I wonder. Water I, I, mean, do, do they, I mean, do they? How do they? Do they come by and check it randomly? Or oh yeah, <clears throat> so. All right. Well, there we're, you go. Um,
3: they'll do random bottle stops or you know pool yeah. bottles pulled. No, who, who, okay.
0: ask who Mount Carmel about that? Eh? Oh, okay. Okay. Who, who did we uh, have that night that talked about? Uh, and I can't remember. I'm I'm sorry. That talked about it didn't necessarily that they wanted to brew a 13 or 14 or 15 percent beer, but on those ones that were close. Then they w- didn't. Ha- they wouldn't have to worry so much yeah. about making sure it got back down below twelve. That if it was 12, 1, 12, 2, 12, 3 they could go ahead and put it out and not have to worry about being right. in violation with the state. And I can't remember who that was that was telling us that. I have to. I have to check that out at some point. Um, so many breweries. So many. So many places coming online. You guys are really part of it. I mean, really part of the explosion. Um, Except for Mount Carmel and Rivertown, there isn't a brewery in Cincinnati that's less than, what, three years old, though? More than, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, so uh, um, what do you guys think of that? Is it, is, is, you know, and and everybody hates this question, but I, I keep asking it just because I want everybody's opinion on it. What is the, you know, is there a limit? Is there a saturation? Is there, there something, you know, is it something that concerns you guys? Obviously, Eric, not you because you guys are starting up so
2: well and also we um, <clears throat> with with that specifically uh in bellevue the marianne theater is supposed to be getting a brewery in the next year or two and then i'm not sure where he's at time wise but there was a guy in dayton um, oh and i'm drawing a blank on his name mike mike yeah maybe mike
4: schuler
3: yeah, michael schuler was the
2: name of that brewery um, subculture that's it yep. thank you yeah, yeah 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 so that and they're just uh you know way less than a mile, six blocks down the road and then six blocks down the road. And we're maybe four (laughs) blocks from the party source with eight ball. And that we, we, we embrace all that just because now we don't have to be a destination location. You know, you can come to the area and walk and go, go do all kinds of different things, beer related. Right. We'll share all of that versus looking at it as just direct competition. And that's not, I don't, I don't think that's how it is. And we definitely don't see it that way. And to your point on saturation, there's always a saturation point, but uh...
0: <laughs> so, but that's it. Would, so it right wouldn't me. be since he broadcasts it the dogs. And I'll tell you, I think that's somebody's funny. here. I think we're gonna have somebody joining us here in, in a minute. Surprise guest. A surprise guest. So. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, now you guys, conversely, are get the tranquilizer gun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds I, like my house. <laughs> Am I home? <laughs> So Again, <laughs> bumpuses, sons of bitches. Uh, I, I, in one sense, we say, "Well, it's not that far," and we're not that. And in the other sense, you guys are kind of out there at, at, at Valley Vineyard <laughs> Cellar Dwellers, kind of out there by yourself. Look at hey, this, five hey. boys here. Hey, <laughs> what's up, Goose? Sean Willingham, get this man a beer. <laughs> <laughs> how, <laughs> how you doing, man? Saving
5: lives.
0: I saw you flying over when I got home about one o'clock. Uh, was that yeah. was that you guys? That uh, was us. Congratulations. Well, thanks. Thanks for being here. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah, That's
0: her. Sean Willingham. Hi, Sean. From Eventually Municipal Brew Works, <laughs> Municipal Brew Works and and I I totally be that.
5: opening in uh, early to that 2016. So.
0: excellent. So cool. now we've got three brewers. Welcome. Um, um, getting back to getting back to you, Steve. It uh, it, it um, we, we 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 were just kind of saying, well, you know, you guys, it's not that far to go and that, but you guys are out there kind of by yourselves. What does I mean? Does that is there anything coming online out there? Is there anything you know that you or you guys have the?
3: Yeah, nothing that I know of. Um, I mean, we you guys would welcome have the floor out there. Yeah, I mean, we would <laughs> welcome more to come out. You know, it's you know, in our first year, we grew like three hundred percent. So I mean, and now you know, after the first year, we've grown at a steady rate of like twenty five to thirty percent, and you know, and the sat everybody talks of saturation, saturation, well, you know, they keep growing, but we're, we're still growing also. Um, you know, I welcome the growth. I think it's going to help us as an industry. Um, you know, if, if, if four breweries would open up in our neck of the woods, I think that would help us, you know, help us and help the region. I, I welcome it. You know, I, Keep them coming, guys. Uh-huh. Keep just you know make the quality of beer is what you want to do. Well,
0: Rivertown's on its way out mm. to uh, I Monroe, think... I guess, and then and then Sean, you guys are going to be in uh, in Hamilton downtown.
5: Yeah,
3: okay. we can just run a tour straight across sixty three, man. That's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> Not a problem. With
0: the cincy beer, uh,
5: beer tour, I guess out there.
0: Okay, I'll tell you what. We're going to take another short break, and we'll let, we'll let the Sean get it, uh, settled in, and then we'll let him uh, really get joined in on the, uh, on the program. So uh, well, you're listening to Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Scentsy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Scentsy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast and be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we'd like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest of the They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, yeah, I used to drink that crap, crap. But I, <laughs>
1: I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't.
4: You are listening to Cincy Breakfast, the voice of
1: Cincy Craft.
2: Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. I'm with Rivertown Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.
4: This is Brett Coleman-Baker with Urban Artifact Brewing in Northside, Cincinnati. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.
0: And now they were three. Uh, Steve Steve Smith from Cellar Dweller, uh, or Steve Shaw. I'm sorry, I told you. You warned Uh, me. I have it, I Even I even have it written down. Uh, from uh, cellar dweller uh, Eric Bosler from Darkness Brewing, and now uh, Sean uh, Sean Willingham from uh, Municipal Brew Works from Municipal Brew Works in Hamilton. Tell us a little bit about you know just it, it, whatever you're comfortable saying. I know that we <laughs> you know we've had a little bit uh, you know we had a little bit of concern about what uh, you know what you could say or what you want well, to yeah, announce. Well,
5: yeah, yeah. Or what- so I, um, we're still in the. Uh, the build-out stages at the moment, we just finished up demo. Uh, permits are pretty well taken care of, and build-out starts, the rest of it, you know, the, the walls and the plumbing and the electricity, that kind of stuff, starts tomorrow. And so uh, we're going be a 15-barrel brew house with four 30-barrel fermenters. Uh, and um, plan on having about, at least right now, four staple beers, uh, a blonde, a rye ale, uh, wheat IPA and a, a stout, uh, which I think we have some right here, actually. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. And uh, we have a couple seasonals and then hopefully have experimentals at all the times. You know, so my lawn chair is already set up on the corner waiting <laughs> for the doors to open. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do have a nice little location out there. There's a, a nice amphitheater just across the way. They have summertime uh, concerts there, which uh, brings a big, big, big crowd. And so they'll be on walking distance. You get a beer and walk them
0: up. So. Hmm. <coughs> Absolutely. So and and so, uh, kind of an urban location for yours as Very well. Very
5: urban. It's uh, downtown uh, on High Street, right across the across the street from the old courthouse, and it's along the river. So. And
0: it was the former municipal building. It's The former Mr. building. It were actually bu- for Butler County
5: for, or for, uh, for, Hamilton, for for Hamilton for Hamilton yeah, city of Hamilton. Uh, and we're actually located in station two of the old fire department. Uh, so it's two large garage doors. That's a part of that. Minnesota, the, uh, and, Minnesota. And, and
0: again, for those of you who have, I'm sure probably not any of you really listening, uh, know this or not, but the Sean is a flight nurse for air care. Uh, so he was out saving lives today. I said, well, if you feel like coming by and, and, and you're feeling up to it, please drop by. So we really appreciate you coming and joining us tonight. Well, so, thank you for having me. um, um Oh yes, uh, no one wanted me to tell you to put that on the end
4: of your. We're supposed to talk about it on the air, though. It was just supposed <laughs> to <be> pass down.
0: <laughs> put that. Uh, we need the mic. The mic. Uh, oh, Helmet. <laughs> Been just fine. <laughs> success. I like to ask everybody about success and what you guys all think success is for your place, and then I'll put that into a into another sort of question. So.
3: Um, to me success is having people come in and when they drink the beer seeing the reaction on their face whether it's positive or um, negative I, you know e- either way i want to know what it is um you know and, and just to make an atmosphere where people want to come and have fun that to me that's success in this business
2: well you shouldn't have gone first because <laughs> basically it's the same answer it's uh uh Success is people happy with the product and the ability for me, the ability to just do what I want to do as far as a brewer, just not being stuck in any kind of ruts or freedom. Yeah. The freedom to just show up and do whatever. And if you know, it's okay, there's nothing wrong.
5: Yeah. I think it's about what you want to do, what you want to make. And you know, if people enjoy it, so be it. Mm-hmm. And you're doing something that you're happy about doing. Exactly. Uh, then yeah, that's success. I mean, there's too many people out there that hate their jobs. Um, uh, and so far, and I'm in a great position that I have, I'm in two positions that are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. which I'll be scaling back this, uh, air carry gig for, to do beer. So that's fantastic. So, so. how,
4: how big is, is too big? And you know, I think, I don't think that anybody plans to, to get to some of the sizes that, that it ends up doing necessarily from the get go, but Kind of in the nature of things, mm-hmm. it becomes. That's a loaded question.
3: That now. is a loaded yeah. question, and yeah. here's
5: the problem: I obviously I'm not. I knew Sean would be and the and one the to touch guy. it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I think when you lose track of where you come from, is when you're too big. That's, uh, uh, that's when it becomes answer. for
3: money.
4: <clears throat>
5: yeah. When
3: you when you're more worried about the bottom line than you are the product, I think that's too big.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So ballast point bought out by Constellation Brands for one billion dollars. <laughs> Heineken and Lagunitas yeah. a 50-50 partnership. Uh, Firestone Walker in the giant I call it the Budweiser of Belgium Duvel for Isn't the Budweiser of Belgium? A, well Budweiser but the Budweiser, Budweiser of, <laughs> of Belgium is, <laughs> is, is, yeah. Bel, is Budweiser yeah. or, or yeah. Eupaler or one of those. Um, <laughs> Have those guys just lost their way? What's well, I, you know,
2: personally, I mean, I've, I've at least entertained those thoughts, and just because of looking forward into what may happen, and I have to say, if someone were to give me a billion dollars, I would take it, and I would just <laughs> open up another brewery and do and what I want. As soon as that non-compete runs out, <laughs> <yeah>, if <laughs> you yeah. didn't do it, you're yeah. a fool. That's
5: exactly what I'm thinking.
2: It's <laughs> uh, yeah. All
5: right. Steve and I had this conversation several times. If we we're able to sell the brewery and. and uh, to make some money off of it, to open up a Newbury, just to get, you know, what we needed mm-hmm. out of it, that kind of thing. We yeah, would take a big RV. trip
3: on a boat and, you yeah. know, and then come back and, you know, exactly. worry about that later.
0: Yeah. And what we've got, uh, um, Sean's passing it out now, and this is the, this is the stout. Yeah, this is a
5: 1791 Belgian stout. It is a very smooth stout with a little hint of esters to it. Uh, it's made with uh, Belgian yeast that is not a uh, not overpowering. I know how Steve is. With I was going to say, belts, you put me on the spot so here, Sean. Am, you know, know me better know. than that. But it's also been in this growler for... Yeah, it was Fresh Friday. Fresh Friday, yeah. Because so uh, Sean be came over
0: a little holiday bottle share we put together last Friday night here at the Cisneros household. You got but me, the- Sean.
4: <clears throat> that's good stuff, isn't
5: it? <laughs> if I do say so myself. Oh,
4: that's nice. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, it's called 1791 uh,
0: because of the uh, the year that Hamilton was founded.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's fine. You're going to have people come from miles around to drink this. I, I told, so. but I told you that Friday. Yes, you did. So well, it,
4: it kind of goes really good with that, that that milk stout that we were talking about. How the, the, mm-hmm. the sweetness kind of there's, a, there's it enough, makes it makes it really easy to.
0: There's enough
5: little chocolate notes mm-hmm. to it uh, that. What's the I, alcohol on it? It's that, only six, really. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's not massive. Mm. Uh, all That's my really four nice. staples, except for the blonde, are going to be in the the five five
0: to uh, six two range. Okay. Is there any reason for that? Or oh, oh, of course, them. you brought us you brought us an imperial the other. We have an imperial still
5: here uh, from the other night, but the reason for that is that I want them to be drinkable. Uh, I want them to. Once you have a beer, I want you to have another one and not be you know, falling off your chair. Uh, mm-hmm. so. We've hung out a lot, haven't we? Yes, we have. I'd
4: like to see this one in a barrel for just a little bit, too. I think it would be really good. Yeah, we're. Uh, I, I, I think I know
5: someone that can give me some wine barrels that I may be able to do something with, but, uh, but also I check. got some connections for
0: some, some whiskey barrels, also.
3: Are we talking about a collaboration here? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, and, and
0: just in the interest of full disclosure, you guys have you've been brewing with 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 uh, Sean for, or for, with uh, Steve for quite a while.
3: Like two years, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, uh,
5: yeah, a little over two years.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: We've I, become really good friends, at, you know, outside the brewery too. I and mean, it's just, I consider Sean a good friend. I mean, that's that's something we learned working together. And working with Sean was it was always fun. I always have to say that it made a fun job more fun
5: did well and and sean was a habitué
0: for quite some time of the of mount carmel up here as well and and we started drinking uh sean's beer homebrew uh at some of the uh functions at one point there was a can there was a fourth of july camp out up the yeah i actually brought
5: a uh that Mm ryle that i'll be having on tap too And
0: that was that was an absolute knockout. I'm a rye, I'm a black IPA, rye IPA, rye ale, red ale kind of guy. I mean, I really love all those styles. So that that kind of you know that really knocked me out. Well, Sean got
3: me with the working with us when he sent me a picture of his homebrew setup, and I was like, (laughs) yeah, this guy's got a job. Um, I mean, and people who don't know it, Sean's got a really cool homebrew setup. So.
5: Yeah. I I, 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 I don't know how to explain it. It's um, it's a hobby that I really got into that I kind of got obsessed by. Mm. Um, And I think if you've brewed your own first batch of beer and you loved doing it, you wanted to tweak it every time that you brewed a beer to make it easier for yourself, but you also wanted to make good beer. And the reason I went massively overboard on my (laughs) homebrew system— and guys, and, I'm, and this is not TV, but my system is, lack of a better word, probably I could go right now open my own nano brewery and make, you know, he sustainable could, beer. He could trust me. And the reason I did is take off the factors because if you homebrew, you go outside, you throw in the propane, and uh, you start boiling the you know the, the wort, and uh, there's the wind, the ambient temperature, and I want to negate all those uh factors and so i just kind of got overboard and then
0: hmm. well to me you're like a scratch golfer you know who who buys the 1500 hundred dollar set of clubs <laughs> and has them fine-tuned and and, and puts you know and, and has them fitted and all that well, kind of stuff with, with
5: that being uh, said uh, i you know steve i he gave me the opportunity to learn how to brew on a production you know, production side of things, and I wanted to learn on that side. So I don't want, I didn't want to just to be a homebrewer and say, "Hey, I'm gonna open my own place up." I wanted to make sure I like doing it and doing it on a large scale. So that's where I'm at.
4: I think there's there's a lot of respect in that doing it that way too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, um, there, we're definitely going to see places that pop up in the in the future that aren't going to take that route and um, have some growing pains. I think because I, of it.
3: And yeah. Sean is an asset to me too. I mean, he. He taught me a lot too. I mean, it was like we worked together on it, and I think well, he made you. me a better brewer. And hopefully, he learned something from
4: me too. Absolutely. I think I think somebody's going to try to take credit for everything you do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, no, Ta- taught him everything he knows. I, no, that's not true <laughs> and, at all. You
5: know, he he did touch, teach me a lot, and I'm still <laughs> contacting him on, if not a weekly basis,
0: and and. It, it, in the first very first interview I ever did with Cincy Brewcast, I talked to Mike Dewey and I said, you know, you have you know, he's had several of his people go off to all various breweries, not only in Cincinnati area but also the the the, the, the part other parts of the country and I mentioned to him, I said, Well you've got a you've got kind of a Bill Belichick thing going. You've already got a, 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 a you know, you're like the cradle of brewers or, you know, a, you have a brewing tree now. You know, you've got three or four guys that you trained and that work for you that have gone out, you know, amongst amongst the rest of the world and started brewing. And so you guys kind of have that kind of thing going on because what I've tasted from yours and what I've tasted from you, they're very good, but they're really different. They have a different, they have a kind of a different, feel to them and it and it and and I think so you guys kind of seem like you played off one another in the past and you're brewing is that can I is that wrong or right or No, that's absolutely true.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Sean and I sat down several times and worked up beers, you know, that were you know <laughs> when he poured that Belgian stout, he knows it, you know, when he said that it's I'm just not a fan of Belgians. I cannot I I can't grasp them. I I don't you know, I they're not a beer I prefer. Um but he was always there he's like hey we need to brew Belgian. we need to brew a I'm like
5: you know I I,
3: I, it's hard for me to <laughs> brew one because it's you know when you taste that beer and you don't like it it's like
5: you know it's you can not the beer i am that way with sours i i
3: and see i love sours so
0: hmm. But that's a that's a home that's a home brewer, that's a home brewer thing, isn't it? I mean, if you brew, you're not going to brew anything you don't think that you're going to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you that and that you don't think you're gonna you don't brew anything that you don't think you're going to want to drink, right? Yeah.
3: And that's a mindset I need to get rid of because I need to brew those beers. You know, I have to brew those beers to make my brewery better. Um, so I mean, it's something I'm working on. It's like it's baby steps. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. It, is it is it something like? like food like you don't you know you started out and you didn't like I don't know Brussels sprouts and then as you get older as you brew more as you eat more you th- you say well maybe this is better and you give it another chance and maybe I, give it another I, chance
3: 100% I believe it's like that I, yeah. I think your palate definitely changes over time mm-hmm. um, I remember when I first got into the beers I mean it was IPAs the, the yep, hoppier hops, hops, the, hops, you hops. know I, that's what I wanted you know now I've kind of graduated away from that I'm, I'm, I've gone to more of the sessionables I love the sours um I really
4: enjoy stouts more than I used to. Mm-hmm. The, um, the The comment on Periscope. So this is this is not coming from me. It says that a chef doesn't cook for himself; he brew brew for your customer. um And I think that's kind of what um you know. the I don't know. I, I want to argue that though. Almost. The, well, because, the, the biggest. You know? But you <laughs> know, I agree I, with that. I, well, I, I kind I, of agree. With I that. don't. I don't know if I do. Like. To some extent, I can I can see that way of of looking at it. If all of your customers are telling you they want a Belgian, brew them a Belgian. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um,
2: if yeah, if you, they don't come back, you can't brew anymore. And if if you <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. if, you, and yeah. if you
4: aren't enjoying yourself at work, mm-hmm. then you're just back to where you were before. I you
3: mean, there's the no nice brewer in this yeah. world that's going to satisfy every customer that walks in their door. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> same
2: thing with the chef, and and also as with cooking, the biggest difference for me I've always looked at brewing as cooking and. Uh, it's uh, it's just that you you cook you taste it you adjust it, it you eat it it's not weeks of fermentation and then there's this and there's that and the the whole process it changes flavor profile completely throughout the process and it's uh it's just it's like cooking without being able to necessarily instantly change when you see right. it, when that's you a, notice something that you don't that's like that's a really
0: interesting perspective you have to start all over
2: again and brew the beer again you can't just you know take hops out of the beer right. necessarily or yeah and, right. and i
3: think being a brewer is a lot like a chef at times mm-hmm. um it is. now that we we've hired our, our first chef you know there he and i have been talking a lot and Thank the you. more i talked to him i realized that we are really kind of the same you know mindset mm-hmm. uh-huh.
4: the Sh- um, chef tony from uh Cincy beer brats is on here too and he said that he most definitely cooks for himself and it just so happens there's a bunch of people they like that they it like his food, yeah. and, and i think that might apply for beer a little bit too mm-hmm. you could start a brewery that only did belgian beers mm-hmm. so, and that's not going to be what everybody wants but there will be a segment of people that will come there specifically well, for that here's
5: so. the other concept of that is that if you don't like that beer that you dr- you're you're brewing you don't know how it's supposed to taste when you're in mm-hmm. that tasting side right. make sure it's doing okay so then you have to go. Well, am I doing this correct right now? Is that? Yeah, I is agree. This, is this a, a good pie? Is this a good cake? Oh, I need to ask somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. The reason we have a good guild around here.
4: I agree. It's it's an interesting way to think. Right
0: now, right now, uh, Sean has passed around this uh, Imperial IPA. This is not going to go on or this is going to be on oh,
5: this it, this is definitely going to be Yeah, on. this definitely uh, has to be on this is a 9.5% uh, wow. Imperial IPA uh, it is Simcoe so again good luck yeah it's exactly right so it could be tweaked because of the hops situation out mm-hmm. there you know and god forbid the uh, grain situation
0: later on but uh, tell us about that I mean what is just what's the situation I mean yeah I mean the, the hops very, so everybody knows very about limited, everybody, everybody knows about, about the hot situation, situation right.
5: where you know it's hard to get the Simcoe <laughs> mm-hmm. or uh, in, large amounts especially. in large amounts yeah right. yeah yeah uh, but this massive excuse me massive uh, droughts out west have, mm-hmm. uh, have killed a lot of the, uh, the, the barley and the, the wheat. barley in the, you know the, in some of the wheat so hey, hopefully the prices won't be too high but it's, I think you're
3: gonna see an increase in beer prices agreed here. Yeah. yeah I mean it's it's you can't avoid it it's it's coming i've already been contacted from you right know, our supplier
5: and so this this imperial ipa right here is an imperial ipa so you know it's high volumes of two row uh has high amounts of um, you know hops in it right now it's dry hopped this one here is dry hopped with simcoe um but yeah this, this right here would be in, in a you know nine ounce sifter it's going to cost you you routinely what about five and a half dollars six dollars could increase you to about seven seven and eight Mm -hmm. and so the imperial ipas are going to be very delicate to make at some point
3: so we need to start sliding in there and trying to break people in quick
0: i guess what i'm trying to do right now (laughs) (laughs) is is the market going to bear that i mean what what point at what point do people – you know, I mean, there's there's, there's, there's lots of questions as far as that. First of all, um, the, prolifer- the proliferation of IPAs might be turning some craft beer customers off. People can't find – I mean, the other, other beers are being brewed. The Browns, the Stouts, uh, that sort of thing are being brewed, but sometimes people can't find those either mm-hmm. at the tap room or when they go out to other places that serve craft beer – but, but may not necessarily be craft beer, or tap rooms, or like restaurants and, mm-hmm. and bars and, and things like that. So so that, that's one. The price point, you know, what kind of price point are we talking about with craft beer? Uh, right now, about $10 a six-pack. Can the market bear that? Uh, and, and a couple of other questions that I've got. Uh, we're at the hour point. Uh, we will be right back on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft
4: this is brett coleman baker with urban artifact brewing in Northside, cincinnati
3: hi this is evan rouse from braxton brewing company in covington kentucky
5: hi i'm scott Lafollette from blank slate brewing in cincinnati
4: and you're listening to cincy brewcast the voice of cincy craft
5: no it's all right
4: it's a logical question
5: no that's out of the question pretty random question that's a good question harry gentleman question mark
0: Gentlemen, question mark.
5: Okay, May I ask you a question, doctor?
2: And I don't mean to be
1: insensitive. Can I raise a practical question at this point? Yeah. no question.
0: There has been a breakdown in military discipline aboard this vessel. I blame the fish people. That's a good question. I guess I, was, I wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. Asked
1: and answered.
0: But another 10, 15 minutes left here on this edition of Cincy Brewcast. We have... Uh, Steve Shaw from Cellar Dweller. We have Eric Bosler from Darkness Brewing in Bellevue, Kentucky. Uh, Cellar Dweller, of course, is in uh, Morrow. And we have uh, Sean Willingham uh, from the much-anticipated municipal brew works in downtown Hamilton, Ohio. And uh, we're so proud to have him, joined by the Gnarly Gnome and uh, Tina Cisneros. And the asked and answered question are the questions that I asked just before we went to our short short little uh, interstitial there, and that is, first of all, price point you just mentioned uh Steve in the you know few minutes right before we took our break little break that the price is going to go up is that you know wh- how, you know where is the gnome said I'll pay it I'll pay it Tina I'm sure you'll pay I'll it I'll pay it uh, periscope
4: who, says they'll pay it too periscope so. says yeah. I'll pay
0: it who but who's not going to pay it and who's and and what do you think the point is where I say I'm not going to pay that man that's too much
3: you know the market drives the price um you know if if there's grain shortage <laughs> which there is it's coming okay. um you know the our grain's going to go up um so we got to pass that on um you know I'm sure that'll hurt the market a little bit I'm sure <laughs> there'll be some people oh, I'm not going to buy that but it's also you know the big beers are going to raise their prices a little bit too I mean yeah. It's, yeah. all like, of us are yeah, in this together exactly. so it's not it's not just the craft brewery um, the craft brewer uses more, you know, just like the hop market. We use more hops. We use more grain. It's just the nature of the beast. Um, so the price across the board is going to go up. You know, are, are some people going to go out? And, you know, I don't think the people who are drinking the beer, the, the true craft beer fans right now are drinking the beer because, of, you know, they're worried about the cost. You know, they want the product. Uh-huh. Um, I think the true craft beer fans are still going to pay it, and they're going to understand the fact that we're not gouging them, we're not raising the price to to, to profit on our own. It's it's just a necessary evil. Uh-huh. Um, but that's going to go across the board. Um, you know, and that was something that, you know, you're going to see probably less of the imperial beers. You're going to see less of the high alcohol beers. You're going to see more of the sessionable beers just for the fact that Let's try to keep the price in line as a brewery. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's been moving that way, it seems, anyways. Just yeah, the mean, whole general concept of and sessions and sessions.
3: You know, we do that anyway. You know, we mm-hmm. brew a couple big beers, but the rest of them are all, you know, we we stay there. So, you know, a market's going to dictate that price. If if people decide they don't want to, you know, don't want to drink those beers, well, you know, the grain, the, the grain amount, you know, is going to mm-hmm. come up. You know, we're going to start well, using less grain because f- we're selling less beers. So that's going to yeah. drive the price back down. Right.
5: You know? And, you know, again, they're they're going to. Bounce back from the uh, the drought itself, so, right? I mean, you know
3: yeah. that, that's you know hopefully it's just a short term thing, you know, and it will be. You know, right. the drought's not going to happen every year. It's you know, there's there's situations. Then, that dr- then the
4: question is, do do prices go back down once? Well,
2: like pork bellies. Once the market starts, <laughs> <to happen. laughs> like they say, well, gasoline the price yeah. goes up
0: like a rocket and comes yeah. down like a feather. So yeah, it's, yeah, you yeah, know,
2: yeah. so well pork bellies have been like that. I forget how many years ago, but there was a shortage of pork apparently and uh they bacon went up and people still bought bacon but well, who wouldn't buy bacon well who wouldn't buy beer <laughs> that,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but
3: your pounds went to uh, 12 ounce packages
2: yeah. I, I mean uh, touche
0: and they talked about a turkey <laughs> just the i don't first think th- they've come back just, down just yeah. over thanksgiving they talked about the turkey shortage and you could still find a turkey for 99 cents yeah, a pound Kroger. Exactly. so it's not like it was a it was you know it's not all of a sudden that that turkey was five dollars a pound for christ's mm-hmm. sake so
2: Well, and inflation is just a, unfortunately, it's a necessary evil, I guess, with the way we live in our world, that everything always goes up. Right. And I've never really been able to truly grasp the concept of why chickens cost more now than they did then, but they do. And so,
4: you know, people are saying on Periscope that it would be hard paying, you know, $15 for a six pack if you don't know what you're getting. Bingo. And then somebody's chiming in, well, that's why you go to your brewery. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the point of all of this, too, is that. It it the the market itself is changing what beer is. You know, it's it's becoming a little more hyper local. You walk into your tap room, you try mm-hmm. things before you buy a growler of it or buy a six pack of it. But it, it goes. Through, I mean, I don't yeah. think we're
3: looking at you know. No, we're not looking a thirty percent at... increase. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's it's going to be 10
5: percent maybe. Right. It goes back to my yeah. philosophy on breweries. You know, well, there's are 4,300 of them right now. That's at that mark. I honestly think there's going to be a brewery on almost every neighborhood, yeah. you know, area. You know, which to me is phenomenal. Yeah, that seems yeah. Yeah. to be that's where it's moving, we,
2: at least in our neck of the woods.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that would be an awesome thing. You know, that all the beer that you, you know, across this country, all the beer that you consume as a consumer is made within fifty to one hundred miles of your house. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me, that's a perfect world. You know, how how can you get any better beer than that? You right. can't. And, and that's that's the way beer was meant to be consumed exactly it's
4: exciting stuff i mean
0: hey look i'll tell you what i I like that so much i think we're gonna leave it at that um we're gonna hang you guys are gonna hang out but we're gonna do another show
4: yeah so if you're on periscope um you're welcome to stick around it's who knows what's gonna happen on periscope we're we're
0: gonna do another show and then this and then uh, we'll wrap this one up Yes, and, then we'll, uh, and then we'll have this second show at a later <laughs> date. And uh, so, uh, Steve Shaw, thank you very much for thank joining us for on me. this program. And uh, Eric Bosler from Darkness, thank you very much. And Sean Willingham, thank you very much for joining us. We've got another whole program. It's coming up next week with these guys. And, and we will continue the discussion because there's a lot more issues, a lot more things. But before we go the gnome would like me to mention the big extravaganza do you ha- we, uh, too bad we don't have a little uh yeah we're we're, we're
4: behind <laughs> on everything we're supposed to be doing but um there there's also a time change on the christmas show i'm thinking yes
0: yes we have uh found out that uh, we were going to do the Christmas show originally at 6 p.m.
4: Which we have not contacted our host about this yet. We have not contacted our our host,
0: Braxton Brewing. But uh, we we were going to originally do it at 6 p.m. And then hopefully everybody was going to stick around or we were going to, because the Bengals were supposed to be on, uh, playing the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football on Sunday December 20th 2015 and now they have been flexed back to the 425 national game I would assume on CBS Uh, and so we are going to change the time of our Christmas holiday extravaganza the Cincy Brewcast first annual holiday extravaganza show to 2 p.m. so everybody we're going to contact everybody we're going to contact all of our brewers we're going to contact all of the people that we've talked to and we're do two PM, probably do two to four, and then we'll be right in right in the right spot. You know, right in front of the big screen T V down there for the for the Bengals game at four
4: twenty five. So if um, if you haven't gotten on Facebook and followed the event, it's probably a good idea because this is gonna kinda be one of those things where stuff is changing and um, there's there's some fun hints and stuff on there. About we're hoping the, to have all. We're hoping and... to have all
0: of these guys. We're hoping to have uh, holiday gifts from all from from all of our uh, as many of our friends as, as can help us out. Get it. all of the uh, uh, auction, uh, the silent auction, and raffle is going to benefit uh, the Saint Joseph's Orphanage. Uh, so it's a great cause for um, uh, they serve uh, uh, they serve thousands of, of uh, orphan children. Uh, throughout the tri-state so we're we're really hoping to have a good turnout and a good and a good group of people I know we're going to have a good group of people because the people that have already responded to us including Ron and, and Eric from Darkness and Steve Shaw and perhaps, Sean, as well. I haven't really got necessarily confirmation from you. We'll find out. If we out. say it on the air, it has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but these guys are going to be there. They'll I'll all be it joining it. us. We've got several other. We've got uh, Dave Altman from Ohio Valley Hops, John Bent from uh, Sogman Distributing, and, and quite a few other guys that are, are planning on joining us. So, um, yeah, if you, if you haven't followed the event on Facebook, GNOME has set that up. That's on Facebook. And uh, we'll be tweeting stuff out, uh, uh, Fast and Furious as the uh, week, the next couple of weeks uh, roll by. So uh, listen, Uh, thanks, gentlemen. We'll be back with you next week. Tina Cisneros, Oakley Pub, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Overlook Lodge. All of the above. All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere. Gnarly Gnarly Gnome at thenarlygnome.com. Absolutely. And uh, my name is Mike Cisneros. Uh, We certainly appreciate you joining us. Happy holidays. We've got the Cincy Brewcast Christmas tree up, and uh, so we're really starting to feel the spirit, so don't forget to join us on December 20th for the Cincy Brewcast holiday extravaganza, 2 p.m. at Braxton Brewing in Covington, Kentucky. My name is Mike Cisneros. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.